this is like a huge piece of the puzzle for me to to get to see musicians make sound and have the sound hit me in real time like since i had a driver's <laughs> license i'd never gone a month without seeing at least one live show yeah like easy yeah. yeah, I got tired of singing to myself in the shower at one point. I'm like, oh. <laughs> I'm tired of hearing my voice. Like, And what is up? Welcome to another episode of the Sloppy Syndicate. We have none other than Orange County Death March. Let me tell you, they have some fantastic music, but they are elusive. They are like the majestic liger, and they are hard to find. So I stumbled upon these guys, and I am thoroughly glad I did because they have some banging music. And, um, you know, I'll give you a little taste right here as we bring them in. So what is up, Orange County Death March? So welcome in. Thank you, Donnie. Good to see you, man. Hiya, hiya. Pleasure to have you. So, yeah, we got started. Um, heck, I was just uh, a couple weeks ago, I was listening to some random uh, stations on Spotify, and Orange County Death March came up, and uh, the Stone Cold Killer, and I was like, man, this could be the intro to the Mayans. This could be the intro to like some badass show. So I was like, let me reach out to them. And then I tried to look you guys up, and you guys are elusive. Uh, like I said, like the Liger, and um, it just says uh, on your profile, just dance. Um, you're based out of L.A., so I was kind of like, hmm, this is kind of intriguing. So kind of picking at it and trying to find out who you guys really are. So uh, elus- uh, the elusive Orange County Death March here in studio right now. So uh, tell us a little bit about your venture. I know it uh, started through the pandemic and uh, what you guys plan on doing with it. Yeah, man. Um, so, yeah, you got the exclusive. Um no one really knows our names or <laughs> or anything. Right. <laughs> so my name is Rich. I'm Ben. Yeah. Um, ben and I met. Um, we were both and and still kind of our jingle writers, um, which is you know maybe not the coolest thing to reveal, but <laughs> we. Uh, I was in New York, he was in LA, and we were on a Facebook group for Jingle Writers and became best friends without ever having met. Um, Magic of the internet. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And uh, and then a couple years later, I moved to LA and uh, we, we started writing some stuff together. Um, ben has an amazing solo record that he put out recently. Um, that you should check out Ben Wise if you go to Spotify Is or it, any uh, of the W I S E Ben Wise. Correct. Yes, just like the potato chip. Correct. Okay. Yeah, the delicious potato chip. <laughs> uh, yeah, Rich. Rich uh, helped me out by doing some banging drums on that record, uh, and we just found that we really vibed well together making music. Um, you know, through the process of making that record for me. So then a couple years later, he was like, "Man, I got some tunes brewing. You want to you want to team up again and like maybe." You know, instead of it being his name, maybe maybe we just make up a band for this thing and, and put out some music. And I was like, hey, man, you you help me out. I'm here. Let's do this. Yeah. And Orange County Death March blossomed. That's like, right. Boom. Like <laughs> I was uh, thoroughly stoked when I was listening to it. I was just like, you know, I think I was in the car uh, driving up to Virginia. And, uh, you know, I always put on um, like indie or alternative just to kind of find bands that are kind of undiscovered or um, unsigned, you know, kind of out there, like, like you guys, like, you know, you're, you were very hard to find, you know, just bands like that, that, and, and I mean, you're 
radio ready, you're stage ready just by Stone Cold Killer. Like I would go to the like it's it's a banger. I don't I don't know what else to say. I'll talk about that song all day, but we're here to learn more about you and, and what you guys have coming up. So um, you know, was it did you move from New York to LA um to pursue pursue the music industry or yeah. Um well Ben, you've been in Los Angeles for what, 12, 13 years? Try 21. 21 years. Yeah, I moved I moved out here from uh I'm from North Carolina, but I lived in New York City for a while. Okay. Um, which is amazing. We didn't cross paths there. But uh yeah, I moved out here in two thousand two. Um yeah. I can't do math. So yeah, we're in the same boat. That's fine. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> don't ask me to do math. I guess. Had, like, had you stayed in New York, we definitely would have run into each other. Yeah, for sure. Because we were we were in all the same circles of, you know, there's like this little world of people that make music for TV and commercials, and everybody knows each other. Incestuous. Uh, yeah, incest. Yeah, gross. <laughs> um, <laughs> but um I moved to LA from New York just because I was tired of being cold. Okay. And um, and then uh, yeah, LA for a, for a while, and then a really awesome uh, breakup, uh, which sent me to Orange County, which is just south of Los Angeles County. They're two very different places, though. They're like right next to each other, but it's like, um, what's a good analogy? <laughs> like. Um, Mordor and uh, <laughs> and so yeah, it was it was a breakup and a pandemic and then a bunch of really weird, danceable, sad music uh, started churning out. Um, and then uh, you know, drunkenly called Ben and was like, "Hey man, you want to play some guitars and some stuff?" And uh, Orange County Death March. There you go. All right. Uh, that, that's awesome. But uh, yeah, so you move from one crazy city uh, that's cold to another crazy city. Um, yeah, I, I don't know how you guys do L.A. Um, I was out there when I was younger and there is no way, like literally drop me off at the front gate of Disneyland. That's it. Pick me up and, and get me out of there. But uh, yeah, I cannot do anything around L.A. I, I get road rage here. Well, there, I can't imagine. There are so many different L.A.'s. People, when, it's just like New Jersey. I grew up in New Jersey. So the New Jersey people think of as the New Jersey they see when they fly in with smokestacks and three-eyed fish and landfills. Yeah. yeah. But then you drive a little further and you're like, oh, there's a tree and there's a there's an ocean. Um, <clears throat> so there's an L.A. for you uh, and there's an L.A. for the guy that likes comic books and there's an L.A. for the guy with the, you know, the expensive uh, Fendi sunglasses. Right. Um, yeah. <laughs> and, you know, living, living the high life up there. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it, uh, it sucks you in because it's almost always like 70 and sunny and there's uh and orange County is the same way. Um, but there's this, like this sad blanket over orange County that <laughs> I'm sorry if anybody from orange County is listening. <laughs> Like you can't say that. No. Orange County is lovely, but it just—I um, don't think I don't blame Orange County for my pain. Uh, I think it was mostly motivated by the fact that I—I I had just gone through a horrible breakup and was all by myself in an apartment uh, for like a year. Um, it's very similar to uh, the Bo Burnham special, um, where he. 
filmed himself, uh, you know, doing comedy for no audience. Um, it, that was kind of where these songs came from. They're getting happier because a lot of them have recently been written post-pandemic. Um, also, the world needs sad dance music. Like, all dance music shouldn't be happy. We should have sad, fucked up dance music. Yeah, yeah. So. I mean, and it, it flows really good. Like I like. Yeah. I mean, I have a sick, I have a sick, twisted sense of humor anyway. But uh, yeah. like, I don't get sad dance music out of that. I'm just like, I'm jamming out to it. Like, heck yeah. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't get anything sad out of it. So, yeah. Donnie, have you heard the um, the first thing we we put out uh, was a cover of Barbie Girl? Have you heard yep, that? Yep, yep. That was uh, the second one, and it, it was just like you guys are. Uh, the voice just meshes so good, but it's like super slowed down, so it's like. Yeah. I'm a Barbie girl. You know, it, a lot slower yeah. than that. I can't sing, so forgive me, folks. That's <laughs> hey, why. I, you should, that. you should, uh, you should open up and really show us what you got vocally. Yeah, yeah. I, I, <laughs> everyone would run. Everyone would run. That's. Uh, I know that would happen, but um, no. But yeah, so I know nobody really thinks about how messed up the lyrics to Barbie Girl actually are. Right. You know, and, and we're jamming like hell. I was in what <laughs> middle school, high school, jamming out to I'm a Barbie girl, you know, like that was the cool thing back then. And yeah. even like some cartoons and, and some other songs, like I was listening to corn and different things like that. And I look back now and I'm like, why the hell did my mom let me listen to that? <laughs> I'm like, that's some like, you know, nine inch nails and stuff. And I'm just like, I mean, I'm glad, I, you know, it's made me who I am. But I look back and I'm like, I probably shouldn't have listened to some of that stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Were you in the car with your mom listening to? to i want to fuck you like an animal um that has happened a couple times and that was a little awkward yeah so like yeah like you know, pillow fort you know <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah so yeah good good time so um you were kind of cooped up in uh new york and um yeah new york was brutal with their restrictions so i could i, I could see how you guys were going crazy up there yeah uh, yeah Florida, we were we were a little more um a little more open, so we got to do a little bit more. We weren't as cooped up, but um yeah, I can only imagine how you were in New York and being stuck in your house and yeah banging your head against the wall and trying to write some music. Um, I probably would have gone insane too. So <laughs> you were you were um well the, the the park was closed, right? In Orlando? Um it closed down for a little bit, yep. But like you were still able to like go out and do stuff, right? Yeah. So uh we were we weren't fully open. Um, I mean, the restaurants and stuff kind of started shutting down once it got a little more severe. So in March, um, that's two years ago. Damn. Um, I was at bike week and, uh, you know, I was going for the, the second weekend, obviously it's a week. So you got, you know, one, one weekend. And then the second weekend is usually the better weekend. So I was heading out to the second weekend and Friday night. Um, that's when they declared like, you know, they were shutting the festival down, you know, everyone leave, blah, blah, blah. And that's when the whole thing kind of spiraled out of control and everyone started freaking out and things started shutting down. And uh, so I would say probably a good six months. Um, we were pretty cooped up, but then it kind of started, you know, a little here, a little there, you know, things were opening up and, and now um, our governor's just like, it is, screw it, it is, you know, it is what it is. He's been like that for like the last year or so. He's like, yeah, totally. you know. So um, we've been yeah. fortunate to, you know, get live music back a little earlier than some states and, you know, be able to right. go out and do some stuff. So we're not as crazy in the head. But, uh, yeah, it's uh, made some of us a little bit cuckoo sometimes. So. Yeah. You know, sure. speaking of live music, um, 
it is really hard to book a gig in Los Angeles right now. It is, it is very hard. <laughs> like as soon as the, as soon as, uh, you know, it was said like, Hey, you guys can play live music again. I yeah, think it's like, every, yeah, the floodgates opened and every band was like, Hey, put me on a slot. And like Ben, Ben put out a record like right as the pandemic was hitting. Like the <laughs> second week of lockdown was yeah. the release date that I had picked four months earlier for my record. And like the vinyls pressing and shipping over from Taiwan. It's like, well, there's nothing I can do now. Right. Just make the best of it. Here's a record. So I'm still two years later trying to book a record release show. And I mean, okay. I was only I only felt comfortable being like okay, I'll, I'll get something on the books and we won't shut down again. Or I also don't want to play to a bunch of people in masks. That doesn't really excite me. Right. Uh, <laughs> Why not? I mean, so, you're not into that. Like, you know. if they were wearing like wrestling masks. Maybe different masks. Yeah. Luchador, right. Luchador masks. Yeah, that'd be fucking dope. But, just like uh, here, you know, put this gag ball on, we'll play. No. Just like <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So I would play to the right kind of masked crowd. But, uh, right. But yeah, so now I'm ready to do it. And I've been, you know, I have an in. I know a booking guy at a venue. He likes my music. He's like, great, let's get you in. And it's taken, we've been going back and forth for over two months now because, yeah, everything is backed up. There's a massive backlog of bands that want to play. Also, I feel like regional and maybe even national acts are willing to play smaller venues, maybe for a couple or a few days instead, just to have a place to play. Like, it's yeah. just crazy it's you know it's pretty brutal down here as well it's uh there's just so much going on right now like you said the floodgates open and everyone's trying to get out and play and you know get back to some sort of normalcy uh you know that's a big word sorry if i mispronounce that folks but uh, nailed it. You nailed it. but uh you know hooked on phonics did work for me but um yeah you know so it's like every you know like you said every every venue is essentially booked up for months now like months ahead and um right which yeah. is good, you know, to see the live music coming back. But at the same time, like if you weren't one of the first ones to jump the gun, then, you know, you got to wait a couple months. So, yeah. like I know, uh, for instance, um, the Singer and Songwriter Festival, um, which is primarily country down in Key West, uh, this is the 26th year of it. Um, you know, there's uh, probably 50 more um, singer-songwriters on the um, on the books um, than there were, you know, last year. Um, but you know, talking with some of the the friends up in Nashville that are singer songwriters, they're like, we're still coming down. Like half of Nashville is coming down, even though we didn't get invited. So um, they're just ready to come down. And and if they play on the side of the street, they play. They just want to get out. They want to play. They want to make friends, make fans, and just kind of be uh, you know a musician again. So um, yeah. it's crazy times to see how it definitely um, you know turns around. And then we have Rockville, which is uh, one of the biggest festivals, um, you know, by Danny Wimmer. Um, that's coming up at the end of May. So I'm stoked for that. I didn't go last year um, just because I was still kind of iffy with the pandemic. I was like, ah, I really don't want to be surrounded by, I think 160,000 people were there last year. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I'm like, I don't know if I really want to be surrounded by 160,000 people right now. Uh, yeah. So my guess this year would probably blow that out of the records just because everyone's, sure. everyone wants to go. So. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. We, uh, when we went to see that, um, that jazz quartet, was that the first time you saw live music in like a year and a half? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. And the feeling was, I don't know how it was for you, but for me, it was like, oh my God, this is like a huge piece of the puzzle for me to, to get to see musicians 
make sound and have the sound hit me in real time. Like since I had a driver's <laughs> license, I'd never gone a month without seeing at least one live show. Yeah. Like easy. Yeah. yeah I got tired of singing to myself in the shower at one point. I'm like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm tired of hearing my voice. Like, please help uh, me. If that shower could talk. <laughs> well, you, you wouldn't want to know what it said. <laughs> like that the little oak tree. I forget what movie it's from. Was it Bambi? Uh, Pocahontas out on the oak tree talks and, you know, starts crying. Yeah, that'd be the shower wall. It'd be like, I know all of his secrets. So I'd have to confess. <laughs> I'd have to go to a uh, confessional. So. so, yeah, uh, glad that's in the past. Glad that's over. So where can we, uh, you were talking about vinyls and stuff like that. Um, you know, we're Ben Wise, B-E-N, I'm assuming. Yep. Okay, yep. Ben Wise. Um, so you have that project and then also Orange County Death March. Um, so I have it scrolling down um, at the bottom of the screen, the link tree. Um, do you guys have any merch or anything like that that we could buy to support the, the band? Like vinyls, yeah. I know you guys. Yeah, if you go to our band camp, um, I mean, we really encourage everyone to go to band camp. Um, it's just the most artist-friendly platform out there. Okay. Um, uh, yeah, so yeah, if you go on Bandcamp and uh, uh, search for Orange County Death March, uh, you'll see T-shirts and hoodies. Um, and Ben, do you are you on? Do you have some merch on Bandcamp? I do. Yeah, yeah. I have, uh, most of my stuff. I mean, I have vinyl of the new record, obviously digital download of the three records I've done. Uh, also, T-shirts up on there as well. Yeah, I, I love the vinyls. I love that they came back. I'm a big collector. I've been collecting for. Um, you know, a couple of years and then cassettes. I mean, cassettes aren't as cool, but they're cool to me because I grew up with them. Um, and sure. I see, I got like kiss and then, um, you know, one of the local planet Mercury bands. Um, you know, I like to, you know, get some of the vinyls from the up and coming artists. And when they make it big, I'll be like, yes, look, I got a signed one, you know, yeah. cool. But, um, <laughs> yeah, vinyls, it, it's kind of crazy to see. Like if I would have kept all of my stuff from like middle school and that, like the Jinko jeans and all the, the style, from like that, <laughs> it would be like, I could sell these things. Like, Jinkos now are like 300 bucks. I'm like, like, yeah, yeah, it's crazy. So um, <laughs> yeah. it's crazy how the times kind of switch. Like every 20 years, like the stuff that isn't cool is cool again. But um, right. Yeah. yeah. I have a 12 year old daughter. Uh, she's in sixth grade and all the clothes that she and her friends wear look like the clothes I wore in ninth grade. Like, yeah, that's it. Crazy! It's like, I should have just yeah. my wardrobe. <laughs> yeah, I really should have kept all my flannel shirts and baggy jeans because they're cool again. And I'm out there with my skinny jeans and, yep. and uh, the Doc Martens. They're <laughs> <laughs> yeah. like I don't know if Doc so Martens cool. were ever not cool, but Doc Martens kind of went away, and like now they're just like super cool again. It's like yeah. the black pair of Doc Martin boots. Um, oh, I can't pull sure. it off. I'm I'm short and chubby. You know, I'm kind of stocky, so I'm like. <laughs> I'm like, I got the dad bod jeans, like the skinny jeans don't work on me. I just look completely, uh, what's that? What's that character? Like they got the, uh, I, I forget the name, but if, if you know who I'm talking about, the character you can imagine in your head, super skinny legs and then it just pops out at the waist. Um, Homer Simpson? No, it's like a little elephant, um, super skinny. It's an older movie. I don't remember, but yeah, I'm super skinny in the legs and then I got the gut. So it wouldn't work for me. Oh, like, uh. The, the monster from the Bugs Bunny cartoon where he dresses up like a lady. Oh, yeah. Seduces the monster. Sure, I'll buy that. And he's like yeah. super like, right. So I'm just like, yeah, it's not going to work for me. So I got a pair of Doc Martens sitting in my closet. I'm just like, <laughs> I can't wear this with anything because it doesn't look 
you can't wear it with shorts because it just looks dumb. You sure. can't wear it with like yeah. baggy jeans because it doesn't really fit the style. And I'm just like, well, I can't fit in skinny jeans because I'm too fat. <laughs> so I need like fat fit skinny. Like, so if anyone's listening that makes clothes, if you can make me like a fat fit skinny pair of jeans, right. please. Maybe like bicycle shorts and the Doc Martens. Or like a utility kilt. Yeah, Utila kilts and Doc Martens go really well together. Yeah, see, I don't know. I, I, I do have a little Irish in me, but I don't know if I can pull off the kilt. Uh, I have a friend yeah. that um, you know wears the kilt. He's like, like you, you'll wear a speedo, but you won't wear a kilt. I'm like, I can't pull off a kilt. Like a speedo goes with my personality. Like I'm but just wacky crazy. It's made of leather. Like it's a death metal kilt. Like it's leather. Okay. And kind of, do you know what I'm talking about now? Utilica, this is a new concept to me. It's completely. called a Utilica kilt. Look into it. Yeah, it's like a rock and roll kilt. Everybody Google it. Is there a, is there a hyphen in there? No. Oh, one word. Utilica kilt. But it's like just a fucking Harley Davidson leather ass kilt. And right, so ben, ben may have brought something back. We're all going to go Google it. And it's every show you're going to see it now. So uh, right. another, no, another I mean, trend coming back. It's a massive merch opportunity, I think. You know, branded utility branded utilicilts. Yeah. yeah, there you go, there you go, and just like uh, <laughs> hot press the stamp in there, OCDM or you know VW uh, for Ben Wise. So yeah, yeah I kind of killed two birds with one stone today. Um, didn't know you know Ben had his own band, so that's kind of cool. Yeah. I was coming in kind of blind to this show. I'm like, uh, I don't know much about these guys, but they're intriguing. So let's just shoot it. Let's let's just go. But um yeah, fun. Yeah, fun. yeah, we've all the intrigue is blown with this interview. It's it's now right, you're it's exposed, fun. you know. <laughs> We're just game over. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Time to time to unmask it and put your pictures out there now, folks. Uh yeah. the, the gigs up. So but yeah, um I was expecting, you know, some you know the way the songs were I was like you know, you kind of sit back and you envision them. Like, you're like, who's going to show up? Who's going to pop up on screen? And like, I'm going through my head. Like I'm just, I'm waiting for like somebody in like slipknot, like, you know, the mask and that to pop. And I'm like, I don't, I don't know who to expect yet. So it was, it was kind of entertaining just sitting here waiting to see who popped in. But uh, sure, I was like, glad you like know. surprises, man. Yeah. Right. And, and that's, that was the funnest part about this whole, ex, uh, you know, experience with you guys is not knowing who the heck you were, nothing, yeah. just like, listening to the music and and i think that kind of intrigues people a little bit more it definitely intrigued me more because i was like damn this is really good you know and then you did like you know barbie girl you did a couple remixes and i'm like hmm and then like there's nothing about you like let's dance and you know <laughs> and i'm like hmm you know and i in my brain i'm just like son there's more to this i know they're just not they didn't, they didn't, they didn't, no there's more so yeah. um yeah now what um you know, so we kind of went over Orange County Death March. Um, so what got you pursuing music in the first place, you know, as a kid or, you know, some artists or anything like that? Oh, wow. Um, well, for me, uh, you know, my parents were both musicians. So were mine. Yeah. Um, and uh, so, you know, I was banging on pots and pans when I was like four. And they were like, well, we should probably get him a drum set because he's going to ruin our entire kitchen. And, um, and there were just, there were records playing all the time. Uh, James Brown, uh, a lot of Billy Joel. <laughs> Billy Joel was like my first three concerts I ever went to were Billy Joel concerts. Oh. Um, uh, super cool. Um, and then Nirvana came along and I was like, oh, that's, 
Uh, that's different. And I like that a lot. Um, and I got super into hip hop and classical music and new classical music and went to college for percussion and studied a lot of uh, uh, recording arts as well. And then ended up a, uh, an intern at a studio that did music for TV commercials. And, and then now I'm, uh, you know, now I'm here. So now I, I, I kind of make sense the path, um, you know, with the schooling and stuff, percussionist, and and now listening to the music, how you guys, you know, were able to put that together, and it, you know, so that that puzzle fits together. Now that you mentioned that, so yeah, I remember. Um, man, I wish I still had it. It was uh, probably a six foot long, solid wood vinyl player. I remember at my grandma's house listening to when I, I'm about three, four, I don't know. That's probably the youngest I can remember, but I wish I had that now. It's super, like super heavy, super big, but it was like the coolest, the, wow. the coolest vinyl player that you ever saw. But what about yeah. you, Ben? So um, what, what got you into music? I didn't have parents that were, um, you know, uh, musicians. I had a heavy metal rocker for a dad and kind of a hippie for a mom that liked a little bit of everything. So, yeah. Yeah, I mean, my path was very similar. Uh, mom was a piano teacher. Dad was a high school band teacher. And, you know, I was just encouraged. I think I started piano lessons when I was six and singing at church when I was six as well. Um, by the time I was 11, I got my first bass uh, and switched to guitar within a year of that because it was cooler. <laughs> Whatever. Uh, More strings. Yeah, and just like started putting bands together when I was 15 or so, and I've just kind of always done that since. Um, and then very accidentally kind of fell into a career as a composer, same way as him, getting an internship in New York City at a, at a jingle house, and then kind of a logical progression from there. Um, your, yeah. influ your influences are more um, gothy than mine, right? Okay. Well, I mean, I so because because I was always also a skateboarder from a very young age. I was very into like alternative before there was alternative. I mean, I was just into punk rock and REM and the B fifty twos and the Cure. Like right. it was not called alternative or anything at the time. It wasn't even called goth. It was just like weird music. <laughs> right now, there's still uh, subgenres. Yeah, everything has to be like compartmentalized and this or that. But like. That's a thing I miss about the 80s is that, like, yeah, there were labels for things. There was metal. There was hard rock. There was, you know, later 80s, things were called alternative whatever. But, like, everybody right. was listening to everything. Yeah. yeah my, I was with a friend last night, and she was, uh, she was like, I had this next-door neighbor, and he always had these amazing parties. And then one day I went over to his house, and he had all these gold records and, and platinum records on the wall and it turned out he was the producer of seven dust oh wow <laughs> <laughs> and i was like seven dust who is i'm trying to picture their music in my head are they like a hard rock band she's like no they're a metal band i was like i don't know i think they're a rock band they're hard rock hard rock bands yeah. and then she put on a one of their songs i was like okay I, yeah that's kind of metal kind of hard rock and then there was like Sam Cooke on the background. I was like, that's also rock. <laughs> like all this shit is rock. Yeah. It's one giant umbrella. And we we really want to like define stuff. Like uh, categorize, subcategorize. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. And Ben, you um, 
you know, I have a lot of trauma from uh, the word high school band. So uh, <laughs> if you re refrain from saying that, please. Yeah, no. I got a feeling. Were you, I was, okay, so my dad was also a high school band teacher. And I was in marching band. All right, I, this I, this interview, no, no, sorry. What? <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, you, by trauma, you meant don't say it. Oh, right. Yeah. No, I'm just playing. So, <laughs> long story, long story short, I always wanted to play drums. As a kid, I was, I'm still a Hellraiser, Hellion, run around ADHD, whatever you want to call it. I was a Hellraiser as a kid. Um, so I wanted, you know, started getting older. I'm like, I want to play the drums. Like, I want to be a drummer. And uh, so the band, you know, middle school band didn't have any uh, openings. So they're like, well, pick something. When something comes open, then you can kind of transfer over. So I got stuck with the trombone. I'm like, a trombone really like that's all you have so it's like whatever i'll try you know i'll transfer over once there's a spot open so i chew i chewed gum every day for some reason don't ask me why and uh it was like a habit you know maybe it was a nervous tick whatever i always chew gum as a kid and uh they would always yell at me hey spit it out you know you're gonna get it stuck in your your mouthpiece and you know it's gonna ruin the instrument and blah 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 and I'd never listened. So finally the last day, um, he, you know, his last straw, he, he got so pissed off. He, uh, brought me up to the front of the class, drew a circle on the chalkboard. I had to put the gum on my nose and I had to sit, stand up, not sit facing the chalkboard with my nose on the dot in front of the whole classroom. And then he kicked me out of band after the class. So, and I was like, dang, that's, that's rough. And my mom's like, you get what you deserve. Like yeah. you, you should have listened. Like how many times did he tell you not to chew damn gum? You know, I was like, oh, but mom, like, then I was just like, yeah. so that was my horrible, wow. uh, experience wow. with, uh, if he could have hit your knuckles with a ruler, he would have. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that was, uh, yeah, I've always wanted to play drums. And then, you know, I was in, um, youth group when I got a little bit older and, uh, I was trying to learn the drums and I'm just like, I'm the type, if I don't get it in like 10 minutes, I'm like, eh whatever I'll, I'll try to find something else yeah. to do and then until i get something i can do <laughs> you definitely have adhd no. right i'm like squirrel all right let me go let me go do this thing now so but yeah that's pretty cool that you guys both have um you know musical backgrounds with the parents and you guys kind of were both in new york and you know ventured to la and you guys met and you know ben's doing his kind of you know his side thing and then you have orange county death march which just kind of happened out of the blue during the pandemic and yeah you know it's it, amazing the amount it, of it works parallels we found between our lives and it kind of explains why we work well together yeah um, yeah yeah and a, a good musical partner will always like um gut check you you know um and say like eh, i don't i don't know if that's a very good idea i think that's you know that that thing you uh, thought of is probably in poor taste or like that's or dial it back. That's a hat on a hat. Like you don't don't need it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, yeah. I would I wouldn't have the. I don't know. Yeah, there's a reason I wasn't a rock star. Yeah, I couldn't. <laughs> I'd just be I'd be balls to the wall like every day, and then I'd just get burnt out. I guess. So there's hey, there's a reason I'm not a rock star. So. <laughs> well, yeah, but you um, you celebrate rock stars like us, right? Yeah, you know, that's that's my form of uh, musical talent let's say <laughs> I can hit buttons yeah. and I can talk Love while it. you guys make music. So, but um, yeah. So what's in the works? Um, you know, do we have anything for orange County death March coming up? Any new releases or you drop an EP or is this kind of yeah. like a, a side gig? Yeah. I mean, well, this is the first time we've been together in person in like three months. Yeah. Um, so 
uh, you know, we're going to write some more shit and put it together. We're good at working quickly. So, For sure. yeah, like once something gets started, it, it gets finished. Um, but, uh, you know, we have to keep the lights on. Yep. And right. uh, that is uh, not done by Orange County Death March. <laughs> but let's, let's be honest with ourselves here it can be in the future yeah we live we it, live in a fucking expensive place yeah and uh i mean la is expensive regardless like you can have a shack and it's like 2500 bucks it's <laughs> insane yeah so every everybody does five things yeah uh, yeah yeah yeah, see, if so. I lived in L.A., like, I seen it on the news the other day, this, like, little treehouse fort they built, like, a little two-story. Yeah, that'd be me. I'd be living on the side of the street in my own little, hey, they got AC, <laughs> they got everything they need. Heck, it's cheap. Yeah. You know? yep. But, uh, that's yeah, what, yeah. L.A. Well, the, and nice New York. Thing, the nice thing about being homeless in Los Angeles is the weather is so great. Yeah. And you, yeah. <laughs> always dining al fresco. Yeah. <laughs> I'd, I'd be the I'd be the creepy uh, van guy down by the river. That I'd just live in my van, you know. But, uh, but uh, yeah, there's so much like just you know you have better uh, better kind of lie before the time. So fresh, so clean, which is a cover. Uh, Stone Cold yeah. Killer, Have Not, and then uh, Barbie Girl. Um, so there's you know seven seven songs there, if my math's correct. Six, yeah. Um, no, that are that are bangers that. Hell, you got you could release an EP like that's EP ready right now. Um, so yeah. I'm kind of stoked to see what what comes of Orange County Death March, um, whether it be a, an EP or whatever you guys do with it. There's just so much there's so much talent, and you can see that not see that, but you can hear that within the music. So, oh, um, definitely, yeah, I was intrigued, certainly intrigued, especially by Stone Cold Killer. I always, I don't know, I'm I'm gonna always brag about Stone Cold Killer. I'll be walking like downtown Orlando, be like, hey, listen to this guy, like. Stone Cold Killer, and then like they'll reach out. So I want to put that in the. It's so soothing, but yet so like it's like John Wayne kind of like it just bam, it like hits. I can I can listen to this like twenty four seven. So like playing like like almost like if you sit there, you can envision like like I said earlier, like the Mayans, like the, the intro to the Mayans or like playing GTA, like not GTA. What's the one, uh, the Western one? Um, oh, Red Dead Redemption. Yeah. Red Dead Redemption. I'm riding my horse and shooting outlaws, you know, kind of fits perfect. <laughs> like you could have this song in, in Red Dead Redemption. So. All right. Rockstar, um, if you're watching, you know, right. throw, throw up so, some licensing money. <laughs> um, hit the boys up at OCDM and uh, get them on the next, uh, you know, Red Dead Redemption, you know. Yeah, for sure, man. Um, but it's been yeah, awesome I mean, chatting we, with you guys. Yeah, you too, yeah, man. you as well. Great to meet you. Yeah, it's finally to see the faces behind uh, OCDM. And uh, anytime you guys want to come on the show, don't hesitate to reach out. It's been a pleasure having you guys on. Um, any final words or any final things you'd like to talk about before we head on out and let you rock stars get back to being rock stars? No, I ain't got nothing. <laughs> It's like, drop the mic. I'm out. <laughs> Thanks, Donnie. All Let's right. It's been a pleasure. So uh, you can check them out at Orange County Death March on their link tree. That will take you to all their um, links. And then you can also yeah. check out Ben Wise. That's uh, W-I-S-E. Um, he does have his project as well. Um, so we'll, te uh, we'll teach you. We'll talk to you in the future. And remember, folks, keep it sloppy. <laughs>